This is Jason Cadmus. This is Becca Pape. This is John B. Johnson. This is Christy Bremba. You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to Rise Seattle. All right, welcome Seattle. You're listening to the Rise Seattle podcast, the podcast that believes we're better together. Division is our enemy, and learning from each other is the only way to grow a healthy city. I'm Tyler Davis Jones, the host. I'm here with my new friend, Jason Cavanus. So Jason is a former U.S. Army uh, retiree, so veteran. So thank you for your service. Uh, he became involved in the tech and startup scene here in Seattle. And after working for a tech HR company, Jason branched out on his own to start Cavanus HR. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, he also uh, is a fellow podcaster, so I'm excited to just kind of talk about podcasting a little bit. Uh, on the Cavanus HR podcast, where he talks to small business owners, founders, and people in tech and startups, uh, as well as talking a lot about HR. So, very cool. Cavanus um, also serves as a Seattle city leader for Bunker Labs, and Bunker Labs is a national nonprofit. Uh, helping veterans and military spouses start businesses. And I've run into, is it, is it Jason? Who's the founder? I, I actually used to work at WeWork. And so we've, I've touched base with the founder over there at Bunker Labs. Okay. Um, or what is his name? The, the, the guy who started is called, uh, his name is Todd Connor. Todd. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. We, we had been connected a couple of times because uh, they're, they're based out of Seattle, correct? Actually out of Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. But he's here like all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, we tight, we, I've emailed him back and forth or whatever, but I'm excited to jump into to, uh, to Bunker Labs as well. So welcome. Thank you. I appreciate you, you taking your time out of your day and coming to chat for a little bit. So uh, so let's just get started. You've got a little bit of an accent. Where, where'd you grow up? Born and raised in the great state of Texas. Okay, what what part of Texas? I was born in a town called Curvio, like an hour west of San Antonio. Okay. Grew up in the area to, to sixth grade. Nice. And in seventh grade, we moved to Odessa, Texas. Odessa. I've yeah. been to Odessa. Yeah. Yeah. Odessa's where the set Friday Night Lights yes. thing was, right? Yes. I, I pretty much knew everyone in that movie. No way. No way. Movie That's Miles, funny. all of them, yes. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, a buddy of mine in college was from Odessa. And uh, yeah, uh, he he would always talk about those guys, which is fun. Um, okay, so what what brought you out here? What's the the catalyst that brought you to? So Seattle? the military, I was in the army. Military stations out here back okay. in two thousand two thousand nine. Okay, so interesting. We still live down in Dupont, Washington, right south of uh, Fort Lewis, Washington. Cool. Oh, you're in Fort Lewis now. Down in Dupont, right okay. by Fort Lewis. Yes, nice. Yes. That's great. Very cool. Uh, what was it like growing up in Texas and Odessa back back in the day? It was interesting, you know, but we were back in the late seventies, early eighties. Sure. We're just, you know, Texas, you know, is a great place, you know. Sure. Of course it's get, it can get kinda hot sometimes. Quite hot. And you know, in West Texas always a boom and bust, you know, for the oil industry. So in the eighties a lot of a lot of bust going on. So mm. a lot of unemployment recession. So probably wasn't a good place to live as hard as the economy back then. But mm. you know, it's it's home, so you know, always will be home. Yeah, yeah. So, and then moving here, did the military bring you here? Is that yes? Okay, yes, yes. okay, gotcha. Um, where where do you find yourself on on the weekend? Uh, down, you know, down south. 
So being a startup founder, just, you know, like people asking you, what are you doing the weekend? I work. I work. What are you yeah. doing for fun? I work. I work. What are you doing for a break? I work. You know, I was talking to someone a couple of days ago, like, you know, how we never take vacations. For me, a vacation is like, other day I took like four hours off to hang out with a couple of friends, you know, mm-hmm. and, and smoke a cigar. Nice. That's yeah. for me a break, you know. Okay. Okay. You get that like time, that little itty bitty bit of time. I, I mean, I, I do think there's wisdom in this idea of find what you love and you'll never work a day, right? Um, and I, I think there's power in that. So that, that totally makes sense. And if you're building something too from scratch, right, you're constantly thinking about it. It's your baby, right? It's this, it's this thing uh, that, that is, is gentle, right? Yeah. I can't um, tell you how many times I wake up like two in the morning, my brain just going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Shut off brain, shut off brain. Yeah. And the brain says, no, get up and, and you know, do what, this. What do you do to, to shut it off? I, I can't shut it off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, some people can't, I can't shut it off. Yeah. Are you, did the military breed in you too, like a routine mindset? Like, are you up at 4 a.m. and going for your run or anything like yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, I still do that. You okay. Know? That's cool, man. That's really good. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the military in general. So um, army retiree, what was the, what branch were you in? I was an adjutant general. It okay. was uh, like HR for the army. Oh no way! Okay, yeah. which is where you got your HR yes. experience. That's cool. Um, well, again, thank you for your service. I appreciate and, it. Man. And I got to tell people now, thank you for paying your taxes to pay my salary to pay- in retirement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that's fair. That's fair. Um, what? What? So, what can you tell us about your time in the military? Was it? Was it beneficial? Are you excited about it? I feel like in the in the world that we live in today. Uh, in the woke world, if you will, there's almost kind of an anti-military in some sense. Um, what can you tell tell about your experience, and is that has that been your experience at all? I had a great experience. I mean, we had good assignments. I can't complain. Yeah, you know, a lot of good good uh, uh, mentors, got agree leaders. Um, it was a good, it was a great experience. You know, uh, you get to, uh, we were stationed in Germany twice, oh, in no Italy, wow. we went to South Korea. Yeah. Of course, you know, a couple of tours in Afghanistan, you know, could have done without those, you know, yeah, but, you know, on your price. But Army gave us a good standard of living, good, you know, sure. good standard of living, took care of my family, got to see a lot of things. Yeah. But I, I'll talk about one thing right now. A lot, a lot of people don't know the sacrifice veterans make. Mm-hmm. Of course, you see the deployments, that kind of stuff, but you don't see is like um, my um, my kids, like grandparents, uncles, aunts, never saw any of their stuff, like mm-hmm. none of their games, mm-hmm. none of their, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And me and my wife, you know, same thing. Didn't see any of our nieces and nephews, like birthday parties, stuff like right. that. Yeah. You know, every family is like a big Thanksgiving. They yeah. took part in that. So a yeah. lot of people don't see that part of the sacrifice. Yeah, of course. Well, you're traveling. I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. You're, you're up and moving. Uh, there's something to be said about that military brat concept, right? Uh, so, so how many how many kids do you have? I have three, three kids, yep. and are, are they now scattered across the United States because no. of? Uh, so the oldest one's yeah. married in, in the Dallas area. Okay, and my other two kids still live, still would live with us. Nice, yeah, that's great. Uh, and how long have you been married? Twenty four years. Wow. Okay. What's the secret sauce? <laughs> yeah, like you gotta forget stuff. Okay. <laughs> that's actually you gotta a forget, fair. You gotta forget that's stuff. a really good piece of wisdom. Actually, that's not bad. Um, okay. Well, what what would you say the main lesson the military has taught you? Resilience. 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 You know, yeah. you got to get up. You know, what's yeah. that saying? You know, get knocked down 10 times, get up 11 times. Yeah. 
Things are going to go your way. Always have a plan, but realize that plan is going to go out the door. It's going to change. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's just stuff like that, you know. And also, you know, people, one thing people don't realize, the military, the military is pretty diverse and pretty collaborative. Most mm-hmm. people don't think that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's people from all backgrounds, all, yeah. you know, all countries are in the military. And you got to be collaborative. And the Army has this, you know, stereotype. I'm the boss to what I say, but it's sure. really not like that. It's more all, collaboration. All the people yeah. who were like that failed as leaders. Yeah. yeah and like I say, when I was, a, you know, I was off the army, I would tell people, you know, your vote counts. Yeah. But maybe not all the time, but I'm at least going to take your input in and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, I feel like all of my friends who are like former veterans and have gone on to business, right. And have, have overcome the hurdle of, of mental illness. Right. Cause I know that's a, that's a big thing when you go into, into any type of uh, war space, um, just with post-traumatic stress and all of that. Uh, but the folks who have kind of come out on the other end always seem to be successful in business and dedicated to what they're doing and people of absolute integrity. And it's just, there's something about that systematic systematic training uh, that gets you to that place. Yeah, they definitely um, put in you like the, the like the world to win, will to drive, the drive to succeed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like embedded in you from the earliest you know time in the military. Sure, sure, yeah. And sometimes it could be a detriment when you get out because you know you're so driven. You kind of like now. Like, what do you do? You kind of yeah. like oversign your boss, and you know, mm. like I, when, my first job out of the military, I purposely you know you know I'm gonna like not do everything. Like kind of you know calm down and like mm. not be a driven. And the and the person who was in charge of hey Jason, you know you're doing a great job, but you know can you like you know Basically, you said you kind of make it look at people bad. Wow. And I, and I thought to myself, I'm like performing like 40% capability right now. Like, <laughs> we work, work day on, day off. Like, and most people in the military have that same you yeah. know, mindset, you know? Yeah. Well, let's. that's a good segue. So it, it seems like with Bunker Labs and a couple of these other nonprofits that are really trying to empower veterans to utilize that energy, that drive to become entrepreneurs, right? Because that's that's exactly what it means to be an entrepreneur. It's this constant driving towards greatness. So let's talk a little bit about Cabinus HR. Um, what what drove you to start that? And yeah, what's what's so, that like? Quick story. When I was retiring from the military back in 2015, you know, they said going on LinkedIn, find a job, blase, sure. blase. So I'm there connecting with people. And this guy named Mark Monroe reached out to me. He said, hey, Jason, my name is Mark Monroe. I have a startup called Myron Fold. We want to help college graduates and veterans find jobs by doing skills tests because we want to look at their resumes, you know, helping you out. Yeah. Can we meet up and you explain to me how the Army is going to, um, you know, help you find a job? Sure. I'm like, sure, but what the blank is a startup? Like, had no clue, <laughs> no concept, none at all, right? So we right. met up. He started talking about, you know, minimal viable product, product market fit, lean startup, all these terms. Mm-hmm. And a light bulb went on my head. I said, well, you haven't said anything about HR. Why is that? Oh, HR, we do that down the road. We don't have time for that, you know. Mm-hmm. You know. Another light bulb went off. I said, well, let me, you know, work for your startup. I know it'll be free, but, you know, I'll be getting some valuable sure. experience, learn how to do other stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, let me think about it. But me being me, you know, the army mentality, I pretty much hired myself. Mm-hmm. Started going to meetings, started making products. Mm. And so before I forget, an interesting side note, the person who did our marketing and person who did the design went to high school my daughter were in Korea. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That is cool. So, like, most times they didn't make it. So, I was there for, like, two years. Did I like to say I did everything except code and design, mm-hmm. but we didn't make it. But in my, back in my mind, maybe this might be a business idea, do HR for startups. Mm. That evolved startups for companies with less than 49 people because, you know, most startups don't have money at all, you know. Got it. So, I, you know, they, I did some research, according to Small Business Administration, there's over 5 million small business in the United States, most of HR, because, you know, a guy like me, like 50, 
thousand mm-hmm. plus eighty thousand or fifty to eighty thousand a year plus benefits. You know, mom and pop store can't afford that. Yeah, of course. All those HR concerns, they charge like up to three hundred, four hundred, five dollars an hour. And mm. in my mind, they like under deliver and over you know, under deliver value and overcharged. Of course. So then you know that's how you know validate your idea. So for a six month period, I talked to three hundred thirty one people, either like small business owners, people yeah. in tech startups. I just make sure I didn't know them, you know. Sure. And it's surprised how you just ask somebody to, you know, they'll go meet with you. Mm-hmm. So, same with the same with podcasting, yeah, right? It's like, hey, exactly. I'd love to have you on. Yeah, yeah I'd love to be yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. I fifty percent say yes. Yeah. And so of those 30, 30 71% said they would pay for HR. Okay. 19% said no. And the rest said pretty much no FHR. Wow. Yeah. And this, you know, been going at going at that since then, you know. Like yeah. being through a whole lot of people, you know, just meeting people, you know, the the you know, any kind of tech company, the tech is a challenge, you know, especially sure. here in the Seattle area, because People think there's a lot of developers here, and there are, but, you know, mm-hmm. of course, Amazon, Microsoft, you know, they take all of them up, you know, so it's a challenge. And, of course. And like I tell people, you know, like you can get people equity in company, but to me, the same as say, hey, I'm going to give you 1% in Kevin's HR. I'm going to tell you, hey, I'm going to give you that pot of gold and the rainbow is yours, you know. Sure. It's, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. So it's always a challenge. Yeah, that's interesting. So, uh, so 49 people that you're recruiting, like a, a 49 or under yes. is what your company is. Um, so what is, what does that business typically look like? Is that a, you know, mom and pop shop? Is that, is that like, who are you recruiting for mostly? It, it could be as long as it's 49 or less. Okay. It could be any industry. It just, we're just focused on it right now. And right now we're focused on the Seattle's Comer area. Mm-hmm. And the, but we want to be a nationwide company. Yeah. So we're like we're like doing like the marketing nationwide. Sure. Like put little relationships. Sure. Like I always tell people, we're not selling donuts or cookies. You know, sure. it's going to take like 10, 20 touches for anyone. You know, of course, with us. You know. Yeah. Personally, I just went through a, a transition and recruiting process uh, to leave my my brokerage Windermere, which I love them. They're great. Uh, to join Compass. Um, but Compass is better, in my opinion. Uh, and and the experience I had through that transition. Uh, I, I got to see firsthand what recruiting does, what how HR touch points are so powerful. Um, and I think it's easy to see, you know, if you don't see the human being as an actual resource, right, human resources, and you're not taking care of that human, they're going to go elsewhere, right? If they, if they don't feel valued in some point. So like all of these little touches where individuals from the company reached out literally last night, the CEO of the company is worth like a hundred million bucks or something like that called me on my cell phone. It's like, Hey, I just want to say thanks for joining and really excited you're here. I'm like, what in the world? That is so cool. Dude, people don't realize how important yeah. that is. That yes. employer branding, like you'll never forget that, you know, yeah, like, no. you know like, employer branding uh, part of HR is so important and people just feel like it over and over again, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So okay, so tell me what what makes you different besides recruiting for forty nine uh, forty nine or less. What about your company is different from the typical HR company? So so for example, it's forty nine or less, and, and the plan is I suppose we have ten companies in Kansas we're taking care of. Sure, the plan is to have an extra HR person in Kansas to take care of them. For a lot of other HR companies, they'll be like in California, Washington. Right, the HR person will be in that state, so we're doing that differently. Sure. Also, we're gonna have a thing called responsive HR advice, and right now it's up a Slack channel. But basically, you'll call or email us when you want to. If you have oh, a, that's great. A question. Yeah. For example, two examples I'll use. I'll probably need to come up with better examples. One example, you might, you know, have a company in Kansas. They call the HR person in Kansas. Sure. Or email them, whatever the case may be. Hey, Kevin's HR. John Smith hasn't been working four days. Can I fire him? And mm. we're talking about that. 
Mm. Or uh, Kevin's HR person, Mary's not working out. You know, she's failed a PIP program. You know, she's toxic. You know, we're going to, you know, we decide we're going to let her go next Tuesday. Yeah. But she told us she's pregnant today. Mm. What do we do? Mm. And we're, you know, talking through that. How do you navigate that? Yeah. What do you do? Well, I know a lot of people would say get rid of her, but I would say think about your employer branding. Sure. Because even if she's at fault everything, no one's going to believe that. They're going to say this company fired a pregnant person Mm -hmm. and you're going to take a hit. Yeah. So let's find out another way to work through this. Sure, sure. Maybe it's a really generous uh, plan to to let her, you know. Or put in a little position or work something out. Yeah, or something out. Because she's going to social media, they're going to share it, and you're going to get slaughtered. Yeah. It is interesting in our current climate today how how, uh, we're so – we immediately go to the edges. There's no black and white, <laughs> which all is really frustrating. Left, all right. I know, I know. And I, I, that actually is boring to me because it's not nuanced, right? Like I want to be able to, to take apart complex situations, right? Um, one of my favorite podcasters, Pete Holmes, I don't know if you listened to his, his uh, podcast, You Made It Weird, but he was talking about like, he's, he's a vegan, but he occasionally will eat a cookie or eat a piece of fish. He's like, I wish Democrats and Republicans, uh, right or left, could at some point eat a cookie, you know, and kind of just see things the opposite direction and understand where people are coming from. Because uh, I do think in our climate, that's really tough. You're absolutely right. I think it could be detrimental for that to get out there and that soundbite to be like, company fires pregnant woman. Without <laughs> no other just, background or nothing else. No, exactly. And, and there's it, no, con- it's a, it's a, it's a clickbait headline that all of a sudden now it, it's, it goes viral. Yeah. Everyone Bork has to come to God of business. Yeah. Yeah. Worst case scenario. It's tough, man. Well, so is the, is the goal eventually, will that be like PR branding or controlling those types of crazy things at some point with cabinets or do you just want I mean, to just focus? to help, just help them out. But we want to focus on HR on HR. Okay, cool. Um, why is HR important? I think it's very important because when you think about it, no, I mean, you have operations, marketing, sales, no other business function touches every point of the employee's life cycle. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. it starts off with recruiting. Sure. And it, it, it doesn't happen nowadays, but if an employee saves for 20 years, recruiting, promotions, benefits, all the way to, you know, out, you know, taking them out, you know. Even if yeah. someone just leaves after six months, you can start exit surveys. Sure. And yeah, I, I think you'd be in a company and be it up like a, we'll say a sales department. Mm-hmm. You might ever see anyone in operations, but you're going to see someone in HR. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, and it's it is interesting how that that person like you really kind of connect with, and you stay with throughout the entire experience. I mean, that, that's the right? first person you see the company, yeah. you know, either the recruiter or at the interview process, yeah. or even send up the interviews. You don't know the HR person. Sure. Yeah, that's important stuff. Um, how long have you been, have you been doing cabinets now? So I got the idea about three years ago, but I did did the Delaware Corporation June 2018. Okay. And is it online mostly that you're, that you're doing all your target marketing and stuff? The plan is all online. Okay. Yes. So everything's online. So, so the example, you'll come to our website, you sign up, we'll give you a two page about HR laws, all the laws you got to follow. Okay. Based on your location, you know, laws in Seattle are different from, you know, Dallas, Texas. Of course. Then give you your labor posters based on location. And that's, that's all the free offerings. And then if you decide to sign up for us, we send you 10 questions for your employee handbook. So, so stuff like, you know, how many days off you're going to give you people a paid holidays? Sure. You know, we can't tell you that. Then we have you give a welcome message, closing message. Sure. Because one thing we do, a lot of HR people, a lot of people think like handbooks of like you know, compliance, don't mm-hmm. do this. 
Mm-hmm. But we try to sell more like culture and values. You know, this is a document you should give your employees to show what culture you want to have in your, in your company. Sure, yeah. And then from there, we use, use a request to do the HR policies mm-hmm. and have everything online mm. in, in the cloud, so to speak. That's great. And then also like job descriptions, response to HR advice, that kind of stuff. That's great. Very cool. Um, what are some of your favorite companies you're working with right now? So, um, Business Impact Northwest is a good company. They're a nonprofit here in Seattle. Nice. They um they help a uh, non traditional business like uh the LBGQ community, minorities, veterans, start businesses, and they're actually doing a pitch competition right now called Impact Impact Pitch, where you can vote for the for the company. Nice. I think there's 20 videos. You can you, 20 companies with videos. You vote for one, and, and I want to say September, September 19th they do a pitch competition. No way. That's so cool. It's pretty cool. That's great. You know, buying and selling a home in Seattle can be downright scary. If you want to succeed, you need a trusted advisor and a proven plan. As a King County residential real estate specialist, over the years, I've helped hundreds of people just like you buy and sell their Seattle homes. But don't take my word for it. I want you to meet my friends, Brian and Becca Pape. I helped their family navigate the difficult waters of selling their Bellevue condo. Here is their experience. We sold our condo in Bellevue with uh, Tyler. It was probably one of the best experiences we've ever had. We had a great value, had a great uh, sale price. We were freaking out. Tyler calmed our nerves. And uh, I think I think we ended up uh, probably having the highest sold condo in our complex. Even though the market kept growing, he did a fantastic job. Tyler took all the headache out of dealing with thinking about all the way up to selling our condo. We literally didn't have to think about anything unless we were in person signing documents or making decisions about, you know, All what, the to, what, what to list it for. So we had so many offers. If you sell your house with Tyler, you will get a bottle of champagne. And maybe a glassy baby. <laughs> Are you thinking about selling your home? Do you want to maximize your profit and not leave any money on the table? Do you want your marketing to stand out above everyone else's? Do you want to have a peace of mind that your agent took the best possible care of you? Well, head over to tylerdavisjones.com, schedule a meeting, and we'll put together a plan to ensure that that happens. That's tylerdavisjones.com, schedule a meeting, and I'd love to sit down with you. Well, let's transition a bit. So you're, you're a leader uh, at Bunker, Bunker Labs. Yes. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Bunker Labs and what they're all about. So Bunker Labs started in 2015. It's a national profit to help veterans become entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. veterans and military spouses. Because we all know there's all these organizations out there for, you know, jobs and, you know, mental health. But there's nothing out there for helping veterans start, start jobs. Sure, yeah. So it's... Which can also be depressing, I think, right? Like if it's all just about helping me overcome and not actually move forward, like what's... What's the point? That's yes. one of the things like uh, Bunker Labs, they're based out of, in Seattle. We work in South Lake Union is their, their like space. And it's so cool. Like it's this cool tech forward, very like hip place where you can go and you can like think through your ideas. It's offering this elevated space uh, for you to bring your idea to reality. Yes. So yeah. talk, talk about rework. So Bunker Labs, we have a partnership with Rework called Veterans and Residents. Nice. And as part of that, Rework provides 10 veteran entrepreneurs and military spouse entrepreneurs free space in 15 cities. Oh, no way. With wow. Seattle and Lakewood being one of them. Seattle and Lake Union being one of them. 
And that's a perfect segue because we're actually taking applications for the next veteran residents. Whoa, okay. And thing nice thing about veteran residents, so like we would say like tech tech uh, stars and YC Commoner, they're all like tech companies. Yeah. But we take anyone. That's awesome. So the VIR, I was in a couple of course again, and I have a, like, I'm trying to do a tech company. Sure. We had a nonprofit, someone's trying to build a marijuana, a marijuana app. Nice. Someone had a, had a drone company. So we take all kinds. That's awesome. So we have applications right now. We'll put the link to the show notes. The application is in September 2nd. And I'm I'm pretty much the city leader for VIR, so I'm sitting in the program for all that stuff right now. Yeah, that's great. And it's supposed to start start October first, and it's six months. So we okay. like bring speakers in, mentors, all that mentors, kind of stuff. the whole thing. Okay, yes. so if you're a veteran, go check that out because that actually sounds pretty awesome. Uh, plus, to just expand your community because I'm guessing you're going to meet more veterans who are entrepreneurs. Yes, it's, we have um, our own program. We work provides programs for us. We have, like, we have meetups once a month, so it's a great program. That's, that's the people you meet, you know. Yeah. All right. We're fans of WeWork on the podcast. So, so uh, on the scale of uh, one to fifty, right? Uh, where where does Seattle lie um, in our country when it comes to uh, energizing and empowering veterans? Is that something that we're doing well? I, I think so. I okay. think so. I mean, I think this whole state of Washington Journal does does a good job of it. That's great. And like I tell people, like Seattle is a great place. As far as entrepreneurship, taking care of veterans, sure, it's it's a lot of energy behind it, and and you got to think about the economy here is booming. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's way way worse places to be at than here. Yeah, for I sure. I mean, if you want opportunity, if there's a lot of money being made here, a lot of opportunity. Of course, you got to go out and hustle and get it. Yeah, no one's going to give it to you. Of course, but the networking opportunities. I mean, every pretty much every day in the Seattle area, there's some kind of network meeting going on. Yeah, you just got to reach out. You got to make an effort. You know, you yeah. can't just stay at home or you know and boo hoo hoo with the words against me. You have to get out there and you know grind and sure. hustle, but. I mean, the opportunity is there. You just yeah. got to meet the right people, and the people want to help you here. I mean, if you, if you just say, I'm a veteran, they just immediately turn to you, and how can I help? That's awesome. That's really good. Do you feel like, uh, you know, there there seems to be this, this connection between um, veterans and homelessness, right? Like, you see a lot of the guys flying signs. Um, homelessness is something that I'm really uh, passionate about primarily because I make my living off selling homes. There is this direct connection of unaffordability to homelessness. There's also, of course, drug use and all of that other stuff. But do you feel like um, we could do better when it comes to supporting veterans, veterans who are going down that road? Or or do you know even what leads to that? Is that just typically so, uh, I might substance get, abuse? Yeah, abuse? I might get an for this, but first of all, I'm willing to bet most of veterans, people out there who are assigned to say veterans, I'm willing to bet most of them are not veterans. Are not vets. I, I just, I mean, I, I yeah. could be wrong, you know, because some of them are, of course, but you always hear stories that, you know, people just make a sign, you know, because, oh, he's because a veteran. It's inspiring. Here's a sign, and you, you give you a dollar. Yeah. And, and then, you know, there's so many resources out there for veterans. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, literally hundreds of them here in this area. Of course, the challenge is it, it can be overwhelming sometimes, you know. Yeah. The the amount of choices. Yes. Even. And okay. I think sometimes, like, not just homeless people in general, I think, you know, some of them, you know, get used to lifestyle mm-hmm. and just, you know, they're, they're content, so to speak, you know, they mm-hmm. don't make the effort. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, you know, mental illness has a lot to do with it. Drugs has a lot to do with it. Sure. And and my solution, you know, is this, of course, I realize, you know, a lot of homeless people, they burn bridges, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. every person who's homeless or in a bad spot has a family member or friend who wants to help them out. Sure. But how do you connect them, you know, like, mm-hmm. how do you get them to do the connection? Of course, like I said, yeah. they might have, you know, built some bridge and, you know, went to the daughter's house or sure. parent's house and stolen everything. Stolen something, yeah. Uh, you know, so I'm not really talking about that. That's a different case. But I'm going to bet a lot of people are homeless in a bad situation. There's someone they could call. Like, like you know, if, I had, if a long-lost friend 
call me and say, I need to help, I would do something for him. Sure. At least I, I would hope I would, you know. Sure, I hope sure. I would anyway. I just think that's one way to solve it. But first of all, the homeless or the person needs has to ask for help. Yeah. And yeah. I think product comes into it. Yeah. We, a couple of years back, we had uh, the CEO of Union Gospel Mission, um, Jeff Lillian. He's since stepped down from that position, but he, uh, he was saying that exact same thing. He's like, you know, you or I, like if you fall on hard times, you could call me, right? Shoot me an email. Be like, Tyler, I'm, something's happening and we would figure something out, right? Like we have that network. We have that community with a lot of these folks. They have burned those bridges, right? They've stolen mom's TV one too many times. So they've been kicked out. Um, and that's complicated and that's difficult. And I, yeah, I, I, it's, I, it's, I, I, I no, don't know. Yeah. There's no easy solution. So there's yeah. easy solution. We've been solved by now. I mean, yeah. Communities have thrown money at it, you know. Sure. And and like all up and down the West Coast, LA, San Francisco, it's sure. just a challenge, you know. I, I don't know about, about the East Coast and Middle America, but the if they have a challenge, but of the West sure. Coast, it's like, yeah, interesting. Okay. What uh, what what do you think? I mean, as far as Seattle goes, um, what is your greatest like hope for our city? I guess when it comes to veterans. Well, that's a great question. I, I think just treat us like anyone else. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like, I want to say put on a pedestal, but oh, there's a veteran, you know, treat him with, you know, eggshells mm-hmm. or just interesting. Give him a, give him a chance. You know, there's that, like a stigma around, yeah. around like, that. like you always see these things, like you'll do a networking group, focus on veterans. Mm-hmm. What you should do is still like having a separate meetup group, just integrate us into everything else going on. Yeah. Yeah, of course. You know, instead of, oh, here's put all these veterans over here, like, you know, just integrate them, you know, get to get to know the people because we, you know, interesting. everyone wants to be successful, you know. Yeah. That's great. Uh, what's been like the biggest learning that you have had now that you're no longer a veteran, you're stepping into this entrepreneur role? Like what, what's been the biggest takeaway stepping back into civilian life? That ever, like in the military, you're like driven, do it now, do it now. Mm-hmm. In the civilian world, it's like it's more like, okay, we got time to do it, you know, mm-hmm. let's take a break. You know, when the military is like, you, you got to do it now. There's time to rest. Yeah. yeah. The military is no time to rest. You got to, you know, you only have a short, in the military, you pretty much change jobs every, like once a year, right? Yeah. So within the first 30 days, you got to make your impact. Interesting. Right. I think the civilian world is a little more laid back and, you know, plus it depends on the culture of the company too. Mm-hmm. Huh, gotcha. Uh Likewise to my previous question, what is your biggest fear for the city of Seattle? And that could be in in juxtaposition of veterans, or that could be something that is concerning for you long term. I mean, of course, the big thing right now is traffic. I think. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, this this a flying cars. Come on, automated <laughs> autonomous I mean, cars. We need we need that Star Trek technology. Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> we really do. It's bad. I mean, I just it's just a challenge. I mean, this I don't know. Yeah, I read somewhere. I don't know how true it is, but they, you know how they're expanding the roads like three, four lanes, and it does nothing. Yes, yeah, because yeah. someone it said just, you, they just fill the amount of cars. They're going to fill it up. You know, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yep. and I, I mean, I think we have pretty good public transportation. I use it all the time, mm-hmm. but of course, you know, like can it get better? Probably just that's a the traffic, and of course, you know the back to the homeless problem. You know, sure. it's fixed so many things because like. You go downtown, you have tourists coming in and they're, they're stepping over and that kind of stuff. It's, it's just not a good look, you know, but yeah. what you do, just get them rid of them. You can't do that either. So, right, right. I mean, I, I would think, like I said, Seattle is one of the better places to live in the whole area. But mm-hmm. can it be improved? Of course, you know, because every, you know, every challenge you have, there's a solution to it, I think. Yeah, for sure. Are there any other organizations you wanted to plug? I know we had talked linked Seattle a little bit. Yes. Um, is that something that you want to talk more about? Yes. So uh, Kevin and CHR partnered with an organization called Linked Seattle. Okay. It's founded by Olivier Top, and hopefully I said his last name right. Okay. 
So it's a 75,000 member community here in Seattle. And we're going to start a thing called Super Meetup starting September. Okay. So fast forward to June 2020. Right. We're going to put on a, a Black Tie Gala Awards, Awards Gala ceremony. Nice. We're going to give out awards like Best Diversity, Best Inclusion, Best, you know, everything. Cool. Like really nice award ceremony. And it's being hosted by the NBC Streets of Pioneer Square. Okay. So if you haven't been there, check it out. It's a nice venue. Nice. They've only been up for like a year and a half, and they're already like one of the top rated hotels on Yelp and, oh, and TripAdvisor. Wow. And it's, yeah. it's really great. And plus, it's by the train station, you know, stadiums. So it's a really nice location. Sure. So, in, in order to lead up, we're going to do like super meetups every month. So, in um, September, is going to be one on culture. It's going to be different hubs. So, we're trying to like do the vertical and horizontal sectors. Yeah, that makes sense. So, we're going to have like tech, HR, sales and marketing, operations and finance. And there's one more that's accepted right now, but I put the link in, in the in the I send the link to you. And so each each t- hub is gonna have like 50 people that would live by later by table captain. So one month the culture, one month diversity, one month we're doing homelessness, cool. One month we're doing veterans, one month cyber security. And so we're planning to like bring all these people in and like this like talk and hash out solutions. Yeah, that's great. And th- is this veterans related or is this uh, this is just a partnership that you guys just have? partnership with them? Yeah, okay. this this, cool. this is related. That's great. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, well, the again, homelessness is something that's like very connected to me. Um, so another friend of the podcast, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Samaritan. Um, so it's an app that you can download in a way to give cashlessly to people and that cash is vetted through nonprofits. And so they have to actually go to these organizations, meet with advisors, counselors, things like that in order to even get the cash. Um, and the way they spend the money, it's it's on a card or on an app. Um, so they can't go off and buy booze or anything like that. So it's this really interesting juxtaposition because most of the time, you know, people are, hey, I need 50 bucks to buy a pair of shoes because I have an interview and, you know, I, I have to buy non-slip shoes or something along those lines. Um, so every deal that I do in Seattle goes towards that company to kind of help fight homelessness. Yeah, and Link Seattle, we're, yeah. we're giving 10% to a homeless awesome. organization. Too, yeah. Oh, nice. That's great. Every, every meetup we do is like 10% is going to charity. That's cool. That's really cool. Uh, anything else that you want to plug before we call it quits? So we talked about Bunker Labs, talked about yeah. Kevin's HR, linked to Seattle. Um, no, I think that pretty much covers it. And, you know, thanks for having me. This is a great yeah, conversation. Yeah, this is great, man. I've, I've really enjoyed it. What, uh, what piece of wisdom do you want to leave uh, the city of Seattle with? So our motto is like, be great every day. I like that. Be great every day. And just, you know, every day try to add value and solve a problem. Yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that, you know, be That's nice, cute. you know, all the stereotypical things, you know. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, Jason, where can people find you on social media? So, at Kevin's HR, we pretty much follow the Gary Vaynerchuk model of, you know, content, content, content. Yeah. So, we do a weekly podcast called the Kevin's HR Podcast. Nice. And we talk to small business owners, founders, people, tech, startups, HR. Cool. We do a weekly live stream on Wednesdays. We talk about a, a two to three minute video about, you know, HR topics of culture. Great. We uh, do a weekly blog. We do a daily tip item. So, we're, you know, everywhere LinkedIn, Snapchat. We were in TikTok, Instagram, so much, pretty much everywhere. Pretty cool. Much, and some things like LinkedIn are, are like like short term, you know, focus. Sure. Other items like Snapchat, Instagram, are like more long term. Okay. And people are like, why are you everywhere? Well, because there's business owners everywhere. Yeah. You yeah, got to yeah. build that long term relationship. Sure. Sure. And like some people tell you, well, that's too much. You know, just put one thing on there. Well, if you only post on one thing on LinkedIn once a week, 
Mm-hmm. No one's gonna find. No one you. cares. No, yeah. no one's gonna find you. Yeah, I agree. So I just well, I'm gonna hire you for my social media because it could use a uh, <laughs> it could use a boost for sure. Um, well, cool. So go check it out, Cavanus HR. So is that everywhere, everywhere. at at HR? Yes. Uh, check them out. Give them a follow. Awesome. Thank you. This has seriously been a treat. I really appreciate it, Thank Jason. You. Anything Rice Seattle can do for you, just let us know. Uh, all right, Seattle, have a great day. Go be great today. Add value to wherever you are in your workplace. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. All right, thanks. Hey, Seattle, thank you so much for listening to the Rise Seattle podcast. I also just want to thank Rob Toledo. He is our executive producer. He's been instrumental in navigating and giving us direction on where we're going to go and where we're taking this thing. I also want to thank Frankie Santana. He's our sound engineer. He's the one who makes me actually sound good and robust and awesome. So thank you for that. And then also huge thanks to BC Studios for letting us use their amazing space here in Ballard. And then finally, I want to thank you, listener, you Seattleite, you who cares about our city. You are what makes our city amazing. Thank you for being creative, brilliant, thoughtful, and thus making our city what it is. I also want to just ask you, head over to iTunes, to Spotify, to Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and can you give us a five-star rating? Super easy. Just tell us, hey, we love Rice Seattle. Uh, You should listen to this, and then maybe even send an episode that you really love to one of your friends. Um, It's you who make our city amazing. It's you who are going to continue to push us forward. So thank you for that, and let's make it a great day.